There's nowhere that God cannot see and God cannot know what you are doing. And now for The Universe is Listening. Welcome to Brothers of the Word, because brother... You need the word. And today I'm actually going to be speaking on a subject that I heard Chuna McIntyre. He was an Eskimo Indian, and I was at an event last week, and I listened to all of these speakers, but he began with these four words. And as he began with these four words, I heard God speak. That's what I want you to preach on in your next message. And Chuna McIntyre simply said, the universe is listening. The universe is listening. I want to read a Mountain Wings issue that I wrote 20 years ago, and it's called Eyes from Above. I walked into the store as I had done countless times before. There was nothing unusual about the night, just a routine stroll down the aisles of commerce. My five- and two-year-old sons were with me. It was a huge store. You would know the name of the chain, but the name doesn't matter. Bright lights, wide aisles, and full shelves made for an awesome store. My sons naturally were interested in the toy section, so there we strolled. The modern stores don't have many helpers like the old days. I used to work in a drugstore. My job was to price merchandise, stock the shelves, sweep the floor, ring the cash register, and watch customers. I didn't watch customers for fun. Customers would steal in the old days. My job including helping customers find what they wanted, but keeping a watchful eye to make sure they paid for what they found. Those old days came to mind as I wondered, or rather was told by anxious kids down the huge aisles. How in the world do they keep people from stealing them blind? There were no clerks or assistants watching us. What was to prevent us from pocketing any number of tempting items? I looked around, not for the purpose of stealing anything, but out of scientific curiosity. How did they keep people from stealing? I knew the nature of people had not improved since I was a clerk. People stole then and they steal now. This was an extremely successful chain. Surely they couldn't be this trusting. Surely they couldn't be this benevolent that they would simply allow people to have whatever they felt like not paying for. Surely not. I'm a scientist. I think. I analyze. I wonder. I seek answers. I am a businessman. No people watching, plenty of merchandise, a certain percentage of people who will take advantage of inattention, successful chain stores, it didn't fit. How could they trust so? They didn't. That much I knew. I knew the commercial mind. They couldn't and didn't trust people that much. So why was no one watching? I knew that couldn't be either. Maybe they were watching. If so, then how were they watching? I knew if they were watching, it would have to be through video cameras. I knew where they would need to be positioned. I looked up. Whoa! 
As many times as I had been in that store and similar stores of the chain, I had never thought to look up. I walked beneath totally unaware and unconcerned about the eyes above. As I looked up, I saw rows and rows of surveillance cameras. Somewhere between 100 and 200 cameras looked down as I surveyed the roof of the huge store. If you didn't know already, you wouldn't know there were cameras, but I knew. Surveillance cameras are usually mounted behind blue-colored domes. You can't see in, but the camera can see out. It can point in any direction, and you don't know if and where it is looking. It can swivel, tilt, pan, and zoom. They can follow every move. They can zoom out to view the whole aisle or zoom in on a pimple. Hundreds of them. And I never knew or guessed because I never thought about it. It was a mountain wings moment. Eyes from above that watched every move of those below. So many walk without realizing every move is observed and recorded. Eyes from above. I walked differently once I saw the cameras. I had no intention of ever doing anything wrong with or without the cameras. I just walked differently knowing that someone could be watching every single move I made. It shouldn't have made a difference, but it did. We often go through life as if no one sees, as if no one from above was watching. Suppose we realize that every frown, every harsh word, every wrong deed, every good or bad twitch of our minds and insights recorded, eyes from above, encased in a blue canopy. It makes you walk differently once you realize that. It really does. A mountain wings original. Hebrews 4.13 says this. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. The universe is listening. And when Chuna used the words The universe is listening. I wasn't sure whether he was a Christian or not because the Eskimos have a little bit different kind of native tribal religion. But I understood the principle. And often by universe, some people will simply mean the divine or God or whatever their belief system structure is. But I understood the principle. And one thing that I do know is this. God is listening. Not only is God listening because God is the big G. Even in this day and age, little g is listening. The government is listening. Do you know our phones have the capability to be tapped into by any authorized governmental agency? There was a big stink in the news a few years back because one of the major cell phone companies was protesting the government wanting to access their network so they can listen in on any of the customers. Well, that controversy went away because the government just got access. So whenever you're talking to somebody on your cell phone or on your landline or checking your email or sending stuff through the internet? Do you know those with access, which includes the government, can listen to every single word that you say? Modern cell phones, now you can't even take the battery out. You literally can't cut the thing off. So if you have the proper software access, you can access the microphone and the camera of your phone by anyone who's got access. And you don't go anywhere without your phone. So they know where you are, what you're doing, and what you're saying. 
That ought to make some of you straighten up just that little G is looking at you. But the government may not have time to look at every individual, so they use computer algorithms to pick out certain words in conversational flow. But Big G got time. Big G got time, and Big G has the ability. And you can take your cell phone and take a sledgehammer and smash it. Then you can drive way, way out in the woods where there's no electricity, where there are no cell phone towers, where there's no human for miles around. And Big G still can see whatever you're doing. There is no corner on the face of the earth, on top of the earth, on top of a mountain or underneath the waters. There's nowhere that God cannot see and God cannot know what you are doing. There was once a couple of deacons and they had stopped by the local bar. So the deacons were just in there just drinking, just drinking up a storm. And all of a sudden, they saw the pastor drive slowly by. And one of the deacons said, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, the pastor has seen us in here drinking, getting drunk, oh my goodness. And the other deacon said, look man, the pastor ain't nothing, it's God. God knew we were in here. God sees what we're doing. God knows. So as long as God knows, I ain't worried about the pastor. And then the other deacon said, yeah, but God ain't going to tell my wife. (laughs) God sees and God knows. The universe is listening. And if you can just imagine everywhere you go, You have this little angel sitting on your shoulder that just watches and observes and sees and reports. It will change the way you behave because, see, most of us, we do our dirt in the dark and we think no one knows. We think no one sees. God not only knows what you do, he knows the very thoughts and intents of your heart. So he doesn't just know what you do, he knows why you do it. And if we knew there were eyes from above encased in a blue canopy, if we knew and understood that we would walk differently, we would do some things differently because we always know God is listening and God is watching. And that's God. But there are different categories of those who are listening and watching that comprise this vast universe. Yes, God is watching. Yes, God is listening, but the angels are listening. The angels are not omnipresent like the Lord is, but I know I have two angels assigned to me. Some people who have watched me on television have said, Pastor, I've seen angels standing on your left and angels standing on your right. They're standing there right beside. I know they're standing there. Not only do I know they're standing there, I know the names of the angels. One name I got in a dream, and I was in the dream, and there was the angel, and I asked, what is your name? And the angel told me. But I knew I had two angels, and I never will forget. I was driving in the country on my way to visit my grandmother when she was alive. And Back in the country, I had a gold Corvette. I had the T-tops off. It was a sunny day, and I was just driving. And I, I thought about this one angel And I knew their name, but then I said, I got two angels. So I don't know the name of the other angel. But I know they're with me all of the time. So I just ask. I'm driving along in my Corvette, sun beaming down, wind blowing through my hair. I'm just driving. And I said, what's your name? The angel answered me just as clear. 
Herman. I said, Herman? What kind of... And, I'm, and anybody who was driving beside me would have thought I may have lost it because I'm sitting there just laughing my head off because I'm saying, what kind of name is Herman for an angel? And I had a good friend of mine who read all kinds of stuff, and I told him about the experience, and months later, he came to me shaken. And he brought me this big, thick book that he had been reading, and he just stopped reading the book because it shook him so much. He said, man, hey, you had this book. I'm not reading it anymore. I said, why? He said, well, as it begins in the book, the author is talking about the angelic host, and he mentions that many of them are named Herman because they are neither male nor female. And the combination of her and man is a combination of a name that denotes neither male nor female. And he said, many of them have taken the name Herman. And I remember you told me that angel you got with you said his name was Herman, and it scared me when I read it. The angels are listening. And I know everywhere that I go, Everything that I do, not only does God see me, his assigned angels see and hear what I do. Now, see, it's not only just a matter that it helps to keep me straight. It helps to keep fear from me because I know I just got angels with me. And I know as long as I am walking in God's path, those angels are on assignment. And the president of the United States does not have a better protection detail than I've got with those angels. Prophet Dexter is a state trooper, and often he guards some big dignitaries, and I trust Prophet Dexter. Prophet Dexter carries a big weapon with a 15 caliber hollow point clip, so he's ready. He's ready. But I trust Herman... And that other angel better than Prophet Dexter because they can see some stuff. They can stop some stuff. They can deal with stuff that Prophet Dexter may not know about. And they have some weapons that could make men tremble and can chop them down and cut them off in the blink of an eye. The universe is listening. What did you say today? The universe is listening. Satan is listening. Now, Satan does not have the ability to hear your thoughts. But just as God has angels on assignment, Satan got some demons on assignment. Do you know for some of those who really doing the will of God, doing the work of God, Satan has assigned some demons to work on you? Satan has put some demons in human form to come and tempt you? Because Satan may not know everything, but he's not stupid. He may not know everything, but he knows the weaknesses of men and women. Satan knows what you like. Satan knows what titillates you. Satan knows what gets you excited. Satan knows your weak points. And he can send some things into your world, especially when you call for them. Well, Pastor, I ain't called for them. Sometimes you do. I was listening to a man the other day, and he was telling me he was just sitting in a restaurant and he saw a real fine woman go by. And he said to himself, <clears throat> and then he said to himself, I wish she would come over here where I could get a better look at her. Satan's demons hear that. And you don't even know whether Satan's demon has sent that thing in there just to tempt you. And then out of the words of your mouth, you open the door. And when you open the door, she stepped through. And now 
you face with temptations that with the words of your mouth, you have called into your world. Satan is listening. The universe is listening. Your children are listening. James Baldwin said, children have never been very good at listening to their elders, but they have never failed to imitate them. Your children see everything you do. They know your nature. They know your spirit. They know your intent. And they watch you. I've told you story after story sometime of how my kids, they picked up stuff I never even knew they were watching me with. And they would say, my daddy is like that. And you never say a word, but they're watching and listening to everything you do. And you don't think they are, but they are. The universe is listening. Other people are listening. See, Elijah and I, we were out on a trip this past week. And one thing, whenever I'm with see Elijah, see Elijah is going to do two things every day. He's going to get his workout in and he's going to get him some vegetable juice every day. He's going to find a juice bar, not not an alcohol bar, juice bar. (laughs) He's going to find a juice bar somewhere and he's going to get to that juice bar every single day. So see Elijah and I, we had gone and we had three big old glasses of fresh vegetable juice and we were sitting outside in the sunlight drinking the juice. And, And my gold Lexus was parked right in front of us and There's a car that pulled up to park right beside my car, but the lady who was pulling in was having a little time getting in. And as she pulled in, I saw my car rock and I knew she had hit my car. And I'm just sitting there drinking my juice, just as calm as I could be. She backed up and boom and hit it again and trying to get it. She hit it about three times. And I'm just sitting there and she finally pulled it and she got out. And she saw some people sitting outside and she knew she had been seen. And she says, is this go Lexus? Is this anybody's car? And I just raised my hand. It's my car. And I got up and I walked and I said, look, and she said, I'm so sorry. I, just, I'm so, I said, look, it's just a car. Don't worry about it. It's, she said, I don't think it did any damage. I knew it did because I saw it rock three times. I knew it had done something. <laughs> but I told her, I said, look, it's okay. Do not worry about it. Go on about your business. It's just a car. And I went and sat back down. And the lady went on inside of the store. And unbeknownst to me, there were two men sitting in the table across from us, one white, one black. And one of the men asked, he said, are you a believer? I said, yeah. He said, I noticed your airjesus.com tag on the front of your car. He said, but it wasn't the tag that got me. It was the way you behave when somebody hit your car. He said, you behave the way Christians are supposed to behave. And I saw you just as calm, just as nice. You didn't do any fussing. You didn't do any kind of crazy stuff. You let this lady go. He said, I'm a Sunday school teacher. He said, do you mind if I take a picture of your tag? Because I'm going to preach on you Sunday. And so this man, wherever he is, he preaching on me now. (laughs) Other people are listening to you and they are watching you, especially when you claim to be a believer. So they want to see how do you behave when somebody bumps you? How do you behave when somebody slaps you? How do you behave when someone offends you? How do you behave? Do you rear up and get back and slap them two or three times? 
Or do you turn the other cheek like Jesus is? How do you handle? The world is watching you. And if you claim to be a believer, they will judge the whole body of Christ, sometimes based on just how you do. And if you don't act right this, I knew them Christians was fake. I knew all them folk going to, ain't nothing all. You see how that rate got to add Jesus.com on his tag and look how he acted. The universe is listening. Your body is listening. Do you know your body hears every word that you speak? I was in the gym and I was heading to my five mile run. I was actually talking on the phone to Pastor James as I was running. And I got to 4.7 miles, and I felt a twinge in my left knee. And I said, this knee, I got to be careful about how I speak to this knee, because this knee hears me. And I can speak, and I can say, this knee about to go out. And if I said this knee is about to go out, what do you think that left knee would have done? That left knee would have heard me, because it vibrates right on down. He said, I'm about to go out. I'm going to show him. I'm going to show him. Your body hears you, and you got to be careful about how you talk to your body, how you appreciate your body. See, my hair is turning gray, and how you speak to just your hair can make a difference. Thank goodness it's turning gray and not turning loose. So see, see, it depends on how you speak to even your body. So as I was running, and when I hit that 4.7 miles, I told Pastor James, I said, at least my knee is feeling great. Now, it wasn't feeling great the exact because it had a twinge in it. But after I told my knee it was feeling great, like the twinge just went away and the knee just was fine. You got to be careful because not only is the universe listening, your body is listening to you. And some of you are telling your body bad stuff every day. I, I just ain't feeling good. This body just breaking. Yeah, it's breaking down. It's breaking down because you're telling it it's breaking down. And it's going to do what you said. See, even with the hair, I've told you this before. Years ago, I had a pharmaceutical company come to me with Bronner Brothers. And, and they had this hair growth medicine. And it's big medicine. Everybody would know the name of it. And they said, we want you all to put it under your label. I said, bring me the lab results, the study results. And the study results just astounded me. The product grew hair. But the way you test a drug is you have to do what's called double-blind placebo studies. You basically give folks something that doesn't have anything in it, just a sugar pill or is inactive. So this is what they found. They found that when they put the drug in the product and the men put it on their hair, a little over 40% of the men grew hair. But what they found that shook me was the men who had the product with no drug in it, 35% of them grew hair. Which means your belief and your faith and your words, it grow hair. So some of y'all just even talking about it grow hair. And I'm talking about scientific stuff, the power of your words and the power of your faith. The universe is listening. And your body hears what you say and how you treat it and whether you compliment it or curse it. Your body hears. I tell myself, I'm looking good. I sure do. I tell myself, I'm looking, whoo, man, your skin's so smooth. You're looking good. You look, whoo, whoo. My body has no choice. It has no choice but to straight. It has no choice. You speak. And as you speak, so shall it be. Tell yourself. 
tell yourself because the universe is listening. And last, you are listening. You are listening. And you hear every word that you speak. And I have found throughout this life and wherever I have been in the world, it's not the place. It's not even the circumstance. It's the mentality of the person. And you can tell how a person speaks. You can listen to them talk for three minutes and you can automatically tell which direction their life is heading in. Do you speak about your blessings or do you speak about your birds? Are you complaining or complimenting? Are you praising or just condemning? You are listening and you hear it and we got so much. Oh, you got so much. And some of y'all really got a whole lot. You got a whole lot. Some of y'all just need to get in the mirror and say, Woo, look at this. Look at this. Oh, child, you are something. You are something. And when you start telling you about the good parts of you, because see, everyone has good and bad. It's unavoidable. Everyone has good and, shall I say, things that should be improved. Everybody has that. And what you focus on and what you talk about, what you focus on, you magnify. So if you choose the negative and if you speak the negative, you magnify the negative. You draw the negative to you and you cause the negative to become empowered. But if you speak the positive, I want you to just stand up right quick and I want you to do like this. And I want you to say, I'm looking good. I'm looking good. I'm looking good. Now, do you know when you say that, you literally start feeling better? And the way you start feeling is the way you start looking. So when you start telling yourself that you're looking good, you begin to walk different. You begin to talk different. There is a spirit that comes up out of you that is different. And it's not that it's arrogant. You're looking good. And you have told yourself you're looking good. And it begins to manifest. The universe is listening. God is listening. The angels are listening. Satan is listening. Your children are listening. Your body is listening. And you are listening. Matter of fact, my good baby listening right now. (laughs) The universe is listening. Speak wisely. I thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word. You can go to brothersoftheword.com, listen to this message in its entirely, or send it to a friend absolutely free of charge. Thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the Word. And ask Pastor James to close us out for today. Amen. We thank Pastor for that awesome message. Give him another round of applause. Amen. 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 And indeed, this was an ordained message for this day. And my son Joseph, who he's off at Yale, he texted me actually during the message. And I just want to read what he texted me, at least some of it. He, and he first asked me this morning earlier because they do have a service at Yale that he was thinking about going to and he asked me if Uncle Nathaniel was preaching this morning 
And the reason he asked is because God told him it was going to be something in the message for him today from his uncle, Nathaniel. And he sent me a screenshot of what God was dealing with him on this morning. And he was asking God some questions just about his life and school and, and, and job situations. And he penned this at the time stamp says 10.36 a.m. this morning. And after he asked the questions, he wrote down, is he listening? And God answered him and said, I'm going to answer you through your uncle Nathaniel this morning. And he said when he heard the title, the first four words, the universe is listening, he just shared tears. And even his friend, I tried to contact him this morning and he said, I can't talk right now. I'm listening to church via the internet and I believe that God has a message for me today. And he sent me a screenshot of that and that was before the title was given. So just a confirmation that God is listening. Even when you away from parents, off, you're away from your church, when you're on your knees praying, you feel like you're all alone, but God is letting you know he's still listening. He sees you. He hears your prayers. So a lot of time we don't see the manifestation in our lives when we're expecting it. And we're wondering if God even sees us. Does anybody know what we're going through? But he sees. He knows. And even watching your words. I was just reading the story of David over in the book of Samuel. And even when Goliath came out and he was taunting the nation of Israel and calling them names and threatening them to come out and battle him. That whoever wins this one person battle will win the whole war. When the men looked out and saw this giant, they were trembling and fearful. They were speaking fearful things. But little David came and saw this unclean Philistine defiling the name of the Lord. The Spirit of the Lord was upon him and his words were different than everybody else. The universe was listening, but when they were speaking of how big this warrior was, little David said, Spirit of the Lord is upon me that he comes with spears and shields, but I come with the Spirit of the Lord. And he told him, this day, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to chop off your head and feed the carcasses of your men to the birds. And he took a smooth stone, cast it into his forehead, chopped off his head, and he fed those carcasses to the birds. He did what he said that he would do because he knew the Lord was with him. And you'll have giants in your life. But watch the words that you speak to them. Whether you talk about the size of the problem. Or if you talk about the size of your God. That dwells upon you. That goes with you. With heads bowed right now. There's anybody that's under the sound of my voice. That have heard this message today. And even with salvation, the eternal life, 
even in Romans 10 and 9, it says that even for salvation, you have to confess with your mouth. The universe is even listening for your salvation. Confessing the Lord Jesus with your mouth and believing in your heart that God raised him from the dead and thou shalt be saved. There's anybody this place and you want to confess the Lord Jesus where the universe can hear. You've known him but you may have strayed and you want to rededicate and just confess that to the universe this day. The altar of the Lord is open. second appeal if there's anybody that the sound of my voice and you've been hearing the word here and filling your spirit and God is leading you to join this body of believers the doors of the church are open at this time either one of those two appeals amen 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 the angels in heaven just rejoice over one. Amen. 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 So you just repeat after me, Brother Darren. Heavenly Father, I thank you for seeing me just as I am. And I confess unto you right now all of my sins. I confess with my mouth and declare in my heart that Jesus is Lord. And I thank you for saving me. I thank you for delivering me. I thank you for leading me. I thank you for blessing me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Hold on, if you Darren, let me just pray over you. You all just stretch your hands. Lord, we just thank you for the one that has come today, oh Lord, to rededicate his heart unto you, oh Father. And I pray, oh Father, that as he speaks new words, oh Lord, that you'll bring new blessings into his life, oh Lord. I thank you, Lord, already for what you've done in his life, oh Lord. I thank you for the transformation of his mind, oh Lord. The transformation of his heart, O oh Lord. The transformation of his finances, O oh Lord. The transformation of his peace, O oh Lord. We thank you, Lord, that when you come in, O oh Lord, you don't leave us the same, O oh Father. I thank you, Lord, for the new man, O oh Lord, on the inside, O oh Lord. I thank you, Lord, that where you've brought him from, O oh Lord, you will not leave him here, O oh Lord, but you'll carry him even higher, O oh Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray and declare over your life. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this word today. We thank you for confirming it, O oh Lord, even through your servant Joseph, O oh Father. And we thank you for watching over our son, O oh Lord, even when we can't be there with him, O oh Lord. We thank you for hearing his prayers, O oh Lord. We thank you for delivering answers, O oh Lord, that we are not even able to deliver as is earthly parents, oh Lord, but we thank you that we're all your children, oh Lord. We thank you for hearing us, Lord. even when we think 
Nobody is listening. We thank you for letting us know that you see us, that you hear us, that you know us by name. Thank you for knowing our name, O Lord. Thank you for being so concerned with us that you know and even have numbered the very hairs of our head, O Lord. Thank you, Lord. And may we walk and talk from this day like we know that you're watching us. The precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. You are listening to BrothersOfTheWord.com. This was the message titled "The Universe Is Listening" by Nathaniel Bronner. This message is number five nine six nine. That's five nine six nine. To listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number five nine six nine to a friend, go to BrothersOfTheWord.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to BrothersOfTheWord.com often because, brother, you need the word. Oh, brother, you need the word.